What's up, everyone? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. everyone um it's been a while and it feels a little weird to sit behind my mic and talk about housewives because i feel like it's been a while (laughs) um let me give you guys a little bit of an update so the reason that i haven't been doing the weekly or bi-weekly i should say ultimate breakdown is because of my busy schedule i mean most of my followers know that i'm a hairdresser by day so that is my day job but i am returning back to school which keeps um my plate pretty full at the moment. I am studying to get my degree. I do not have a degree, but my plan is to first get my associates and then transfer and get a bachelor's. Um, I know you don't need a degree nowadays to do what you love, but I really, really would love to study more about this industry for one. And, um, and just overall, I want to, I want to have one. I don't, I don't know. Can't really describe the feeling, but I, I really do I want my degree. It's something that I've always wanted, but I just didn't know if I could achieve it on my own. And I'm really pushing myself this year and probably next year to really push forward with that goal. Um, I am studying film, television, and electronic media, hopefully transferring to get a degree in radio, TV, and film. And um, I would say that as funny as it sounds, being at BravoCon and being around so many industry professionals really motivated me to move forward with that. And I think that my goal for at least the next four years, I would say, is to, you know, pursue that goal. So I appreciate you guys being patient with me on this journey. And I continue to find different ways to evolve this podcast. I'm going on three years now, which is really crazy. But um, (laughs) thank you guys so much for being patient with me. And I hope to continue this podcast as long as I can. Um, and contribute as much as I can to it as as my body and my time and my schedule will allow me to. So let's dive in. Um, the last time I spoke with you guys, I did a podcast with my friend on Instagram, Bravo B. If you guys don't already follow her, you should, at Bravo B on Instagram, or I believe there's an underscore somewhere over there, but search Bravo B, you'll find her. Um, the last time we spoke, we did a podcast where we talked a lot about Vanderpump Rules and this was obviously prior to Scandal. Now, if you've been living under a rock and don't know what's going on, then I feel sorry for you because it has been on every single news. But I honestly feel like it's probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest, scandal in Bravo history, to be honest. It blew up. I'm not exactly sure what led it to be brought up so heavily on social media. I I knew, um, you know, I mean, if, if we want to get dramatic about it, uh, I was driving to work and I opened up my phone for one second at a red light and saw this. And at, immediately I would have thought, okay, this is probably fake, but because um, I feel like as a, you know, social media account, a blogger, a podcaster, whatever you want to call me, um, I I see headlines like this all the time. I see this on pages and, you know, you never really know if it's true or not until you do a little bit of digging. Um, But this was the first thing that came up on my feed um, and it was from TMZ. And a lot of the times TMZ, you know, it's a pretty credible source. I mean, I I know it's kind of gets 
um, an interesting rap from some people, but I, I get a lot of my info from TMZ. And so when TMZ posted this, I was definitely in shock. Did a little bit more digging. It was so new. It came out and like it hit on every single social media platform. And I was shocked. I really had no idea. Um, I, I never would have thought this, especially from Raquel, or I'm sorry, not from Raquel, especially from Sandoval. I never would have thought this. Started to make me rethink the entire show and behavior of him and the past and everything that we've seen. I never, never in a million dreams, million years, not million dreams, never in a million years would have thought that Tom would have cheated on Ariana. I had no inkling. Um, so a lot of those bloggers that were saying they knew, they knew, they knew, I never knew. Um, we're watching the show now. We're seeing little Easter eggs, obviously, but I never saw those Easter eggs before. I said something on my Instagram of the same nature saying, you know, had we not known about Scandival, I never would have, I never even would have pictured them together, um, Raquel and Tom. So without talking too much about Scandival, I could just tell you guys my brief opinion because I know we're probably all exhausted with it by now. Um, all I can say was I'm shocked. I'm excited for the reunion. Um, I'm excited in the sense that I want to know more. I want to know why. Um, because as of right now, what we're seeing unfold on the show and also in the media, in the press, um, Tom is painting this picture that Ariana and him weren't doing well. And this is something that is all news to us because we at this point have not seen that until now. Um, even so, I don't think it's any excuse at all. I'm not condoning Sandoval's behavior at all. I think it's insane what has happened. And I feel very sad for Ariana, but I also feel really happy for her that she is getting so much positive attention, so much positive, you know, whatever you want to call it, reinforcement or whatever from all of her peers, from social media, from everything. Everybody is rooting for her. I don't know anybody that's on Sandoval's side besides Raquel. Um, so that's that. And <laughs> like I said, I don't want to dive into it too much, but all I can say is I'm looking forward to this reunion. I want some answers just like all of you, I'm sure, and hopefully some closure. Moving on from Vanderpump Rules and all of that, um, <laughs> all of that mess, um, I'm going to skedaddle through the Bravo universe right now and give you guys my quick recap and opinion on everything going on so far. Let's start with Jersey. Um, we are pretty much almost done with Jersey. The reunion was filmed this week. And from what I've heard, and I'm sure some people have also heard on social media, I believe that this reunion um, will not be a good look for Teresa. And I want to address something real quick because I am a, I'm a big fan of Teresa. I think that she, that Jersey cannot survive without Teresa. I still believe that. Um, as as reckless as I feel like her behavior is and has been so far, I do feel that the show will suffer without her um, because I don't think that she's insufferable to watch. I believe she's a mess to watch, but I don't believe she's insufferable to watch. Um, if she's not on the show, I feel like there is going to be a big void missing or there will be a big void on the show. Um, however, I will say there is a turning point for me midway where um, this last episode, we we continue to we continue to see Teresa on this hamster wheel, and I, I'm sure you guys are going to say, you know, AJ, I told you so. AJ, I've seen this. I don't know. There's probably a lot of Teresa people out there, or Teresa stands, I should say, that um, that really do enjoy her. And like I said, I enjoy her to a certain extent. However, I can tell you guys right now that I, I very much so am am 
more in line with Melissa. Um, and I'm just saying this only because, you know, we we obviously have watched the family dynamic pan out year after year after year, season after season with Melissa and Teresa. I definitely see both sides within the family dynamic. However, Teresa digs herself in a hole every time and she is in a, is she's unable to move on. Whereas I feel like Teresa, I'm sorry, Melissa and Joe have tried to move on, but it's, it's, we keep going back and back and forth. And it's funny because there's certain situations where I agree with Teresa. There's certain situations where I agree with Melissa. Um, however, I can tell you guys as of right now, going into this reunion towards the end of the season, I can say with confidence that I I feel like Melissa is getting the short end of the stick in this situation. Um, I'm a little disappointed because before we even knew about this season, when we were getting the hype, when you know, when when we were talking and we were recapping before the season, um, Teresa had shared, you know, lots of she had done lots of interviews, lots of publications where she had said, you know, I just I I can't wait for the, everyone to see everything unfold. Um, because going back to, you know, prior to everything filming um, and, and airing, we we were made aware that Melissa and Joe decided not to attend the wedding. Now I can say with my opinion, um, I don't believe that they should be at the wedding. Um, it doesn't seem like Teresa wants them there at all. She isn't willing to reconcile with them at all. Um, I will say that I feel like Louis has done a great job of trying to mend the fences, but he looks like he wants to pull his hair out every time he tries to get them in a room with each other and and come up with some sort of resolution. Rightfully so. They are both difficult parties to deal with. And I agree with, you know, um, a lot of people where they say, you know, well, Melissa and Joe are difficult to deal with. Well, Teresa is difficult. I, I agree with everybody. Um, <laughs> but I will say that Teresa had had said prior that we, you know, we will see how everything turns out. And she didn't really know. I, it sounded, at least to me, that she was fairly confident in in the fandom being more so aligned with her and i just don't see how people can be aligned with her behavior throughout these last couple episodes i mean even the most recent episode where we see her talking about antonia in front of the group when she always tells melissa you know to keep you know to keep our drama between us and not with the whole group then why bring it up in front of everybody no one asked for that i like that melissa shut it down i also like that melissa is sticking up for herself a lot more this season in certain situations i disagree with her however i appreciated that she stood up for herself and said something um and i i, I can't imagine the end of this ireland trip getting any better um, I, I don't see how I don't see any resolution. The reunion sounds like it was horrible. So I will have to do a recap with that. And I'll let you guys know what I think on that. But I think that we're in trouble with this relationship. We're in trouble with the status of the show. I don't see how production. I mean, Teresa has never said that she won't film with anybody. I don't see how they're going to be able to move forward. Um, and, and I don't even know what that show would look like if Melissa was gone or if Teresa was gone. I don't know what that would look like. I'm not a producer. However, I can say that I think that the show would be lacking if one of them did leave. And my opinion has changed on that. I would say that, you know, if, if I were to pick one person to be gone from the show, to be honest, I still think it would be Melissa, only because I feel like Melissa should step away from all that toxicity. Um, Teresa, um, 
we, we kind of need to see a show without Melissa for us to really judge Teresa because we've, we've seen Melissa in certain social situations. We've seen how she reacts. She's good. She's her and Joe are good TV in a sense. However, I, I don't, I, I think a lot of their drama has been based around Teresa. And I say that wholeheartedly because I do think that Melissa works hard to be on the show there. She has some great moments on the show where she's not afraid to speak up. I mean, her and Jennifer have had multiple problems and, it's been entertaining to watch, to say the least. So I, I really hope that there's a show moving forward, but I really I really want to see how the reunion plays out so that we can judge who we feel should be on for another season. I do feel like it's going to be, we're, we're in for a shakeup after this season for sure. So let's move away from Jersey and let's talk about Ultimate Girls Trip Season 3. Long-awaited um, Season 3, <laughs> I think. Um, I was kind of waiting to see when it was going to air, and then all of a sudden it was just like, surprise, it's here. And I was um, I was actually shocked to find out that I really, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, I thought it was entertaining at, at most of the time, I thought it was entertaining. I'll, I'll say that. There were some moments where I was like, why are we still talking about this? I don't really care. Um, I like that we had a little bit of resolution with Whitney and Heather. However, I don't feel like that lasted because when I was at BravoCon, their tension was palpable. And um, I, I think that um, I, I think it's interesting how on Girls Trip, we can break down that fourth wall and, and we can really just say, you know, uh, you know, like if I was Whitney, I could really just tell Heather, hey, I feel like you wanted to pretend for the show for XYZ. Or, so let's move away from Jersey and let's talk about Girls Trip for a little bit. Um, so what's funny is I was posting a lot on Instagram, but I noticed that there wasn't a lot of people that were watching this Girls Trip. So I want to just let you know that if you didn't watch it, um, you really should. Even if you don't really know some of these women, if you don't watch Potomac or if you don't watch Salt Lake City, you don't watch Miami. I can't imagine you guys not watching any of those because they're all great franchises in their own. Um we had some great moments on this girl's trip. We had some okay moments on this girl's trip. I think we're all a little bit distracted with the upcoming drama for season four, which has yet to air, obviously. Um, but I will say that there were some great moments on this girl's trip that I enjoyed. I think that there was a lot more comedy, a lot more funny moments. Um, I, I, could, I would compare it to season one of girl's trip rather than to season two of girl's trip. I think that it was an interesting cast. It was definitely an interesting cast. Um, you know, you got Drizelle and Candace who came off of a really rough season with each other. Then you have Whitney and Heather who came off of a really rough season with each other. And then you have Marisol and Alexia who are like a dynamic duo. They are like, they're known for being with each other. And then you have, um, Portia and Leah. And I, you know, I feel like that was like a really interesting casting choice in itself too. I think it was supposed to be Leah and Tinsley, which I don't, I, I don't know how that would have been. I, I, you know, Tinsley... I feel like we haven't seen Tinsley on TV in a while, even though it's only been a couple years. Portia was great. I think that she's going to have a little bit of a fandom resurrection from the show a little bit. I mean, obviously, I think there's a lot of people that missed her on the show. And so it was nice to see that, um, you know, her wits were still there. She was more funny on this show than I ever remember her being on Atlanta, which is odd because I know that she is known for her, you know, I, I would say her kind of ditzy personality, but I think that she kept the show moving. She kept it forward. Her shade was fun. And I, I liked, I liked seeing her on the show. I didn't even think that, you know, lacking another member from Atlanta, I, I didn't, I didn't feel that void. 
Now, Candace and Giselle had their moments for sure. Obviously, I was more so on Team Candace after our Potomac season that we had. Um, Candace um, is interesting because I've actually really, really started to like her. And I think that she she really, um, she shined during Girls Trip. She really did. I think that she was a good choice. Um, you know, she had some moments where she would say certain things. But I like, I like seeing the vulnerable oh my gosh, I can't speak, vulnerable side of Candace. I appreciate seeing that. Um, I wish that we saw a more vulnerable side of Giselle more often. And I think that's a lot of people's complaints with Giselle. We didn't get to see any vulnerable side of her on Girls Trip like at all. Um, and one thing that really kind of bothered me about Girls Trip with Giselle was the whole um, tequila bottle thing. I honestly couldn't, I, I could not care. I, I Like the whole story of it or whatever she was trying to do it was like completely like snooze fest I, I can't even put into words how how boring it was how try hard it looked it was so annoying and then at the end you know they had that moment where you know we were trying to figure out who it was and then they brought pepsi out by the way pepsi was like the star of the show he was hilarious um <laughs> anyways i i feel as though I feel as though with Giselle, she tries to be producer a lot, and you can really tell in group scenes. It's crazy how much she's trying to produce, you know, a scene. And um, I'm not a producer, but I can totally see it. And if I was a producer, I'd tell Giselle, hey, let's let somebody else kind of guide the storyline. Why don't you just ask or answer some questions a little bit? I think she tries to get the ball rolling a lot, and then she walks away and doesn't want to talk about it anymore or whatever the situation might be. Um so there were some good moments between her and a couple of the other cast members, like Portia. Um, there were some good moments. And then I got annoyed, and I was kind of over it. With Whitney and Heather, um, you know, it was nice. We came to some resolution. I felt like they had a little bit of, like, a team bonding. Or, you know, not team bonding, but, you know, they had a little bit of a bonding moment with each other. And I felt that it was nice. However, obviously, it didn't pan out as much as we'd hoped it would. Um, when I saw them at BravoCon, the tension was palpable. They were on opposite sides of the couch at the panel. They were throwing shade at each other. Um, and it's interesting because I remember Whitney saying that we will all, you know, because there was a couple of people who weren't Team Whitney that were coming up on the mic, asking questions, throwing shade. And Whitney did say, like, you will see everything pan out and then you can, you know, judge on your own. And I, I have to say, I still feel more so on team Whitney. I don't really understand Heather's frustration with her. I think it's all rooted in jealousy or whatever it may be. I do think it's interesting how on Girlship we're able to break down that fourth wall. We're able to, you know, uh, Heather is like able to say, you know, Whitney, I feel like you did this for the show or Heather, I feel like you did this for the show. I, I like that we can talk about that because it is, it's, that's basically what it is. We, we tiptoe, around, you know, we tiptoe around that fourth wall a lot on Housewives, especially now more than ever. And so I think it was really, um, it, it was really refreshing for them to just say, well, I feel like you brought this rumor onto the show to have your moment. Um, and Whitney, you know, like, I, I don't disagree that Whitney did that, but I think that she wanted Heather to back her up and it went really far and it just, it turned into this huge thing that really did not need to happen. And, um, it was really just, it was this really prolonged, annoying fight that we all just got sick of. 
and it didn't really carry on to girlship too much so i liked that because we could focus on other things um but i will tell you there were a lot of moments on here where i was a little frustrated with that situation overall thailand was beautiful i loved getting a chance to see you know i thought the the house that they stayed at was absolutely gorgeous obviously pepsi was a huge star and a huge aspect of the comedy in the show um you know, was it my favorite season of Girls Trip? No, but did, did I hate it? No, I thought it was entertaining at at most points. Um, it's kind of a bummer because Leah was actually someone that I really enjoyed meeting at BravoCon. Um, she was so nice, so gracious, and she's gorgeous in person. She's absolutely beautiful. However, she did not shine on this Girls Trip, and it makes me kind of sad. Um, I'm, I'm sure that she was actually sick. I don't believe that she was faking it because when she was in the scenes, she was funny. She was entertaining. I loved that she was kind of a loose canyon, cannon in a way. You didn't know what she was going to say. Um, but I kind of felt bad for her that she had to go to the hospital, that she had to go through all that because um, she had some pretty good moments or at least the potential to have some good moments. And it just fell flat a little bit. Those are all my thoughts on all the current airing shows. I mean, we obviously were, we have Below Deck airing, we have Summer House airing. I recently shared my thoughts on Summer House on my Instagram story and was interested to find out that a lot of, of my followers felt the same. So I appreciated that. Um, thanks for backing me up, you guys. Um, Below Deck is, you know, is consistent. I think that, you know, we have certain franchises that are more entertaining than others, but I mean, it's, it's Below Deck. It's one of those shows that I put on in the background that I love. Um, let's talk real quick about some exciting things coming up. Um, BravoCon was announced October, I'm sorry, um, November 3rd through 5th. I believe that it was going to be October because of last year, but they ended up changing the date to November 3rd through the 5th. Um, so I'm excited. I'm going, obviously, just so y'all know. Um, <laughs> y'all know I will not miss BravoCon, okay? Um, I missed it once and I will never miss it ever again. I will be going every year. Uh, you know, if my budget allows it, I will be going every year. Um, so I am very excited because it's in Vegas, which is one state over from me. Um, so of course I'm going, I would have gone again if it was in New York, by the way, as much as I complained about New York, um, I, I would have gone again and I was ready to go again. I just was a little paranoid about my hotel because my hotel was really expensive last year. Um, so I'm very excited. Um, I think it's going to be different. I don't feel that it's going to be exactly the same as last year, which is kind of exciting in a way because I think that there was lots of things that they needed to change. And y'all know if you listen to my BravoCon recap from last year, um, which by the way is now one of my most listened episodes of the whole podcast, which is incredible. Um, so if you have not listened to my recap on BravoCon, I do encourage you to go backwards and listen to it so you can hear my full thoughts on everything. Um, and I'm probably going to do another recap after this year's BravoCon just because um, BravoCon is an experience in itself. It's Disneyland for Housewives. It's Disneyland for Bravo. Um, I'm excited to meet everybody again. I've met so many great people last year that I can't wait to meet up with everybody again this year. Met some great Housewives last year. Met some great Bravo celebrities last year. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, why do I think that they chose Vegas? I do feel that they probably are looking for a little bit bigger of a space at a lower cost. Um, I can imagine that this is a really expensive event for Bravo to put on, just based off of all the Bravo celebrities that they hire to be there um, and house and everything. Um, and then also just the event space itself. I mean, this was at the Javits Center in New York, which was a huge venue. And I mean, you guys know how I felt about the whole BravoCon experience. I felt that there was a lot of things that they could have done better. 
Um, however, I wouldn't change going for the world. And so this year, I think I'm really excited just because it's one state over, but also I'm very comfortable in Vegas, as I hope a lot of you people are. It's one of those places where there's lots of great places to stay, lots of great piece, places to eat, um, which I did not do a lot of eating in New York because the schedule was so tightly packed with all these different events and stuff to go to, Bravo celebrities to meet, panels to sit at. Um, so I think I'm excited for Vegas only because um, I hope, at least for a lot of you, that you would agree with me. There is really nice places to stay in Vegas if you want to spend a lot of money. There's also places where, you know, if you don't want to spend a lot of money, you can and you can still have a really nice room. Um, you know, we th we got the three partner hotels. We got Caesars. We have um, Harrah's. We have The Link. Uh, you can go ahead and book your rooms there. Um, I believe RoboCon is going to be at Caesars. So um, and I think Caesars is kind of on the higher end in terms of budgets. So um, Link and Harrah's are obviously great options. Flamingo's right across the street. That's a great place to stay. There's also great hotels like right off of the strip that are not that far to walk. If you, you know, are, are thinking of going and you, you know, you really want to go and you want to make this work. Listen to my advice. I'm telling you right now, there's lots of great places to stay in Vegas. If you don't want to stay right on the strip and you can't afford to stay at Caesars, I guarantee you there's a way that you can make this work. I've been seeing a lot of people on Facebook and Instagram that are asking what the best day to go to BravoCon is. And if you want my recommendation, I would say that any day that you can afford to go and whatever is was best for your budget, let's say it's cheaper to fly in on Saturday and go on Sunday. Let's say it's cheaper to fly in on Friday and go on Saturday or whatever the case may be. Go whatever day you can do and whatever day is in your budget. Don't worry about what you're going to be able to do. There's always going to be something to do. Um, there was something to do every day there. My favorite day from personal experience, I've said this before, my favorite day was Sunday because I finally felt like after the other two days, I finally got a hand a handle on what to do and how to schedule my day and how to make things work. But that, of course, was me going all three days. If you're only going to pick one day, I would just pick a day that, one, has some panels that you think, you know, you would love to go to, or maybe some Bravo liberties that you think that you would want to meet. I will say, because I, there's a lot of people who are very, like, anti-panel and anti you know, they don't want to sit, you know, they don't want to sit in a room and watch people on the stage. They want to meet Bravo celebrities. I will say that you are more than welcome to wait in line for whoever you want to meet. But I will say you get about five, 10 seconds at the most to take a picture with them. And then, you know, it's, it's over. Um, and, and you really, you're waiting in the line for, if you're not VIP, you're probably waiting in the line for a good two hours and the time slots to meet the Bravo celebrities were only about an hour. So you might not even get a picture with them. And so a lot of people were saying that they'd rather meet them and rather get pictures with them. If that's the case, I highly recommend um, that you either purchase a VIP pass for the three-day, um, or I, did, I don't know if you're able to get the VIP pass for one day. They might be changing the ticketing system this year, so I really don't know. Um, but I also highly recommend you visit the panels because... The panels were really fun too. I mean, there was like live interaction. You never know what was going to happen. It was completely unexpected that somehow Swipe started to get into it, um, that you never knew what was going to happen. Whereas I felt like you could do meet and greets that would, you know, last 10 seconds that you were waiting hours to meet somebody. And that would take up a lot of your day. So if you wanted my recommendation, I, despite what people think, I thought the panels were incredibly fun. 
nice um, nice way to meet people because you're sitting next to random people every time. You don't really know who you're sitting next to. They were fun and it was cool to be there. And that's that's my thoughts on that. To circle back real quick to the ticketing system, last year, this is how it was at least, um, there was general admission, there was VIP, and there was SVIP, which or Super VIP. Super VIP was around 2200 with tax and fees. Um, and I believe the VIP was around 1000 something with taxes and fees. General admission was a lot cheaper. However, I will let you know, um, if you're planning to go for more than one day, um, it, it will be beneficial to spend the extra money to at least do the VIP. Uh, even if you can't afford the SVIP, I definitely recommend getting at least the VIP if you're going to be going for more than one day. Um, if you're going to be going for one day, you know, I would just get the general admission um, because, you know, you're you're getting limited seating however you're there. There's lots of experiences that you can do um, within your budget. I don't, you know, I'm trying to make this my best advice for people who are who are spending a lot of money and you know because i get it you know it's a it's a huge trip it's it's the ticket it's the hotel it's the flight it's the food it's the drinks it's everything and so i'm i'm giving you guys my recommendation only because i want to help you guys out in terms of budget because i know what it's like to be struggling with that budget i struggle with my budget too i was worried that i wasn't going to have you know funds for food and for ubers and stuff like that and i ended up you know being definitely okay However, there were things that I would have done differently. Um, I had the VIP last year. I don't exactly know what I'm going to do this year. I don't really have a plan for it. I'm probably, I, I'm at least going to get the VIP, but I would love to score an SVIP ticket um, if I can, because um, y'all know me. I want to be front and center of whatever Housewives fight is about to happen. I want front row seating. That's where I want to be. Um, the VIP was still great though. So if you can swing the VIP, I definitely recommend getting it. With that being said, I really hope to meet lots of you guys at BravoCon this this upcoming uh, November. I'm planning to do another jacket. Um, let me know in my DMs what you guys think I should do with my jacket. I'm still debating on what I should do. I really want to bring my jacket that I had signed last year, and I think I want to wear it for at least one of the days. But then I'm thinking about doing a whole new jacket, and I kind of want to know who you guys think I should put on the jacket this year. Um, I, I might do a whole contest thing or polls or whatever and break it down to, you know, a certain few. I think I want to do a, like at least, you know, probably at least eight or nine. Um, I'm probably capping it at 10 people. Um, and I don't know if I'm going to do signatures again this year, but at least I'm going to have people on the jacket. I, I loved doing the jacket last year. I thought it was so fun and people were, people were loving it. And so um, I'd love to do another one. And so, by the way, if you guys are going to BravoCon, send me a message. Let me know that you're there. Or even if you see me there, you know, yell my name. I'll most likely, you know, look like a deer in headlights, but I'll turn around and I'll say hi to you. And um, I just can't wait to meet everybody. I think it's going to be a great experience and I, I can't wait to hopefully see you guys there. Well, my friends, we have reached the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And thank you guys for being patient with me on, on everything, really. It means a lot that I have um, been growing my Instagram, that I get to interact with you guys on Instagram and that the podcast is growing. I appreciate the love. I appreciate all the support. Um, the Orange County trailer uh, dropped today. Um, <laughs> I'm ex Okay, so I will say I'm excited for Orange County. However, I do not understand what took so long because the trailer did not look that spicy to me. Um, <laughs> and it's kind of interesting because I was expecting something really, really great. 
And we did not get that in the trailer. And so I'm kind of looking forward to see what this season is going to be like. However, I'm still I'm still excited because we have Tamara back and we have Vicky making some cameos. We have Taylor being thrown into the mix from Beverly Hills. I think it's going to be a good season. I just think it was interesting that we had to wait so long uh, for this trailer to come out. Um, I will say the best part of the trailer was the ending uh, with Vicky, that little, you know, clip that I will save and use now because um, <laughs> I love that so much. Um, so yes, we have Orange County that premieres on June 7th and we have Atlanta that's airing on May 7th. So we have Sundays and Wednesdays um, and I'm excited. I think this is going to be a good summer and I I look forward to getting to talk with you guys again. I'm hoping to be back in action with the Ultimate Breakdown for at least once every two weeks, but I will try to do it every week for you guys. Um, it's getting a little bit easier for me to have some free time to record. So I will do my best and keep you guys in the loop. I um, also love having my interviews that I do. I would love to hopefully get a Bravo Liberty on pretty soon, but I also love just having my peers on because I love getting to talk housewives and everything. I've done a couple appearances on other people's podcasts. Um, so that's been fun. Um, feel free to check that out. Um, and yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in and I will talk to you soon. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you know when I drop a new episode. Follow me on Instagram at Housewives Happy Hour for updates on the podcast and the latest news regarding all things Housewives. Until next time, this was Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. AJ.